0: So, I would like to give some further instructions for the sitting meditation practice. What we're engaged with essentially in the practice of inside meditation is exploring what it means to be awake, to actually be fully conscious and present and alive in the midst of our life. We can notice very soon as we begin a practice of meditation that our mind spends a lot of time occupied with things far distant from where we actually are. And that while some of this activity might be useful, a considerable amount of it really doesn't serve us that well. And so we begin the practice by learning to establish ourselves more consciously and more fully in the immediacy of our experience. And to come back again and again to this sense of what's here right now. That we can often be lost in the world of past and future. But if we reflect upon it, we see the past is gone cannot be recreated. And the future has not come. It's not somewhere out there waiting for us. It doesn't exist. What we have is what's here. What we have is this, right now. And so turning our attention towards this, orienting ourselves, heart, mind and body, to a wholehearted engagement with what is right here, right now, is a basis for being able to settle more deeply into our lives, to come to rest where we are, and at the same time to understand more deeply what is true, what is most authentic and real, and thereby allow that understanding to inform how we live. And this allowing of our life to be informed by what is true, by what is real, by what is authentic, This is what transforms our life. This is the, we could say, both the pathway and the gateway through which we need to enter, or which we have the opportunity to enter. And it's always right here. We're not making a journey to somewhere else. We're not seeking to get to some sort of grand spiritual destination whatever it might be called or however it might be described that we might have heard about or maybe even experienced and thought, oh, that's it, that's where I'm supposed to be. But really much more a journey of returning to where we are, of letting go of the the habit of departure, of the tendency to move away and to see what that offers what that reveals for us. And so we use the immediacy of our experience, this body sitting here, breathing, because that's always happening right here. The mind, it seems, can move very quickly to almost anywhere with sometimes remarkable and even alarming speed. But the body's always here. It never goes anywhere else. This breathing is always happening right now. And so long as this breathing continues, we're alive. And our life is here. So by tuning into the simple experience of this body, sitting here, breathing, just as it is, we attune ourselves with something more fundamentally true something more genuinely real than the mind-created worlds we often dwell in, find ourselves lost in or battered by. And so there's also something really helpful in the simplifying. It's not to say that the only thing of importance is the fact that our body is sitting here or the fact that there is this breathing taking place. Of course, there are many things that are important. But easily we become overwhelmed by the multiplicity, by the range and complexity of different experiences that we're trying to handle and respond to. And so initially a degree of simplifying is really helpful in allowing ourselves to find some steadiness and ground to connect more deeply with this sense of just being here. Noticing how strongly we, most of us have the tendency to be trying to fix, improve, perfect or change what's happening or ourselves. And how much struggle and pressure that generates. So here the interest is in what's actually happening already. What's here right now. And simplifying our focus to this immediate experience of body, Breathing allows us to begin to settle, to stabilize, and to calm the mind, the heart, the body. That doesn't mean it will always feel calm, but that we're allowing it to settle. And so, what's also important as we practice and using the body and the breathing as a focus for our attention, as a way of gathering and collecting the quality of attentiveness, of focus. the We could say the, the brightness or the luminosity of the mind and heart, allowing them to gather. We don't reject other experiences. We're not saying what else arises is wrong or unwanted. But we're choosing not to pick it up and engage with it so much. And then as we become more settled and steady, and we'll find this takes place slowly, organically, over time, then we can more fully include the entire range of our experience and our life. But in a way in which we're not destabilized or overwhelmed by it, in which we can have a sense of ground and steadiness from which we meet the different experiences that come. So understanding that, it's important to be aware that when any experience arises, we need to respect the fact that it's here. But we have the opportunity to also find a skillful way to respond, which might mean simply putting it down, not needing to pick it up in the way we might habitually or at times it feels perhaps compulsively take hold of and become engaged or busy with experiences. So bringing your attention into your body as we begin the meditation. Feeling what it's like to be where you are right now for this body, in this place. It's helpful to just spend a few moments feeling the way your body makes contact with the ground, with the earth. So if you're in a chair, feeling your bottom on the seat and having your feet on the ground... It's helpful if they can be flat on the ground in contact with the earth. And if you're sitting on the floor, on a bench or a cushion, again, just feeling the way your bottom presses into the cushion or the bench. And It's useful if the knees or the feet are in contact with the ground. If you're sitting cross-legged and one or both of your knees don't easily touch the ground, that's okay. But then place something between the knee and the ground, so that it's in contact with something. So we have a stable three-point contact between the bottom and the knees or feet, touching the ground. A sense of stability is really helpful. And then giving a little attention to the upright quality of the body. Noticing the sense of your pelvis's orientation. It needs to be For most of us, so that there's just ever so slightly a tilt at the top forward. Certainly not rocking backwards or rolling the pelvis backwards, but not pushing it forward in any sort of forced way. But just in such a way that the the gentle curve in the lower back is sustained and supported. This often means that the knees need to be not higher than the pelvis, and ideally a little lower. What that means is the pelvis naturally stays in that position. We don't have to work so hard to keep it there. And then the lower back supports the torso to rest upon it. A sense of uprightness. You can feel through our body. The torso, neck and head through the crown of our head. Just feeling what that's like, lifting up. Just a sense of lightness in the head. Not light-headedness, but though it's not heavy as if it's extended into the sky. And then relaxing, noticing, as we did last night, where we might be holding tension, and allowing your body to relax, to soften, to find some sense of ease in this position. One of the things that can be challenging in the meditation is sleepiness, drowsiness. It's not unusual to encounter it, particularly as we begin to relax. So I'd like to just offer you a couple of suggestions if that becomes your experience. Now it's not that somehow sleepiness is bad, but essentially we're here to be awake. So sometimes a lot of sleepiness means we need to get some extra rest. Sometimes it means we need to just engage a little more intentionally. And if you're drowsy, opening your eyes can be really helpful. Just softly focused on the floor in front of you, not looking around. Or you can try, which is something I'd like to invite you all to try right now. Initially you just bring your attention to your hands, feel your hands wherever they are, what that's like. And then very slowly lift your arms and your hands up above your shoulders. And just notice what that's like. That can be bent or straight, as feels comfortable, but it's kind of useful if the elbows are at least as high as the shoulders. Just notice what that's like. A little bit of effort required. And just breathe, feeling the hands, feeling the shoulders. Notice what it's like. Now, in meditation, almost anything can happen, and I won't make any guarantees as to your experience. That would be foolish. But I will guarantee you that you won't fall asleep while you're holding your hands up in the air it really works. I've done it a lot myself. So if you're struggling with drowsiness, tiredness, put your arms up in the air, keep them up there for a little while. As you notice, it requires some effort after a while. Now you don't have to force it or make it into an endurance test, but just gently now bringing your hands down, feeling the shoulders, feeling the hands as you bring them slowly down. And what you might notice, and I certainly often do, is that it seems to open up the space around the neck and the shoulders where we carry a lot of tension. And just that simple effort, which isn't forcing or fighting with the body, but engaging with it, (coughs) brings a degree of brightness and energy also to the mind, to the consciousness. And where the shoulders or the neck may sometimes contract and hold tension, it limits the flow of blood and energy to the brain. And just engaging the arms and the shoulders in this way, you can free that up a little. So just noticing as you settle your hands and arms back down what it's like for this body to be here right now. Noticing the quality of contact with the ground of earth, solidity that we rest upon. The engaged and active quality of uprightness that requires intentionality. And also the quality of relaxation, of softening, of allowing your body to express its natural softness, just as it does. And becoming aware of the movement of breathing. In your body, as you sit there, noticing what it feels like for you right now, as you breathe in, and as you breathe out. do you may notice an area that's more clear or stands out to you in your body, as you breathe in and out, perhaps where the air enters and leaves your nostrils? Or the feeling in the chest as it rises, as when the air is drawn in, and it contracts as we breathe out. Or maybe the sense of the belly rising and falling with each breath. Not needing to focus on one particular area, but allowing the attention to be open, including the whole field of breathing experience. But if one area is more clear for you, let it... Have a sense of being more central. So it's not exclusive, but it's central in your field of attention. So we're not tightening down around or trying to get hold of the experience, but we're opening up to it, allowing it to be felt. And it may be that the breath expresses itself in different ways at different times. Maybe may be long or short, rough or smooth, deep or shallow. However it is, just to know that experience, to be in touch with it, without judging it, without evaluating it, without having any do- idea of how it should be. This isn't a breathing exercise. There are useful and helpful exercises for training ourselves with the breath in particular ways including some of those we work with here in the mornings. But in this practice, letting the breath be just as it is. And even if it feels as if it's being held or forced, so long as you're not doing that intentionally, just let it be. Don't try and fix it. Don't put pressure on the experience or yourself so far as you're able, just allowing it to do what it does. So we gather our attention and come into contact with, to be intimate with this experience that sustains our very existence moment by moment without which we would, wouldn't be alive at all. And you'll notice at times your attention drawn away, perhaps to sounds. There are plenty of those. Not to make them a problem or an obstacle. Likewise thoughts or images may arise or feelings. Whatever comes, just notice that it's here. That your attention has been drawn to this. And having noticed, gently and yet clearly, returning your attention to the body, breathing. So we're not pushing away the other experience, but nor are we taking hold of it. Not needing to pick it up to do something with it. Nor to get rid of it. And likewise if we find, as we will at times, that we've become lost in thinking, drawn into the world of the mind and its remarkable creative processes, sometimes delightful, sometimes excruciating, all of that, when we notice we've been drawn to this, maybe been lost for a few moments, maybe for many minutes, maybe for hours or days, it seems. Just in that moment, acknowledging what's happened. It's not bad or wrong, it's not a failure, it's just part of the process. And in that moment, then begin again. What's important is beginning again with a sense of allowing for what happens, for what arises, and at the same time, a clear intention to reconnect with the simplicity of breathing of this body being here right now, just as it is, being conscious of this, sensitive to this, awakening to this again and again, just as you are. Beginning again, whenever you notice you've become lost, distracted or disconnected, re-establishing simple conscious attention to this body sitting, breathing in, breathing out, just one breath at a time, being mindful, being present of this experience. So please take a moment if you need to just uh, adjust your body at all to bring some ease or release of any pressure. In the meditation practice, what's the really underlying intention is this conscious orientation towards noticing and being present for what's happening seeing what supports us in doing that and so a certain simplifying is the initial support a simplifying of our focus and an allowing of our experience to be the way it is noticing our habitual tendency towards multiplicity of experiences that we're engaging with at once in our minds and in our actions and our lives. And the way in which we often are subtly or not so subtly imposing a view on the experience of how it should be, or how I should be, or how you should be. And just seeing what happens for us if we start to just back off from that a little bit. Just give a little bit of space. It doesn't mean we're not going to be able to usefully and creatively influence our lives in a wholesome way. But the pressure for it to be according to our wish, expectation or hopes doesn't necessarily help that much. It certainly doesn't change how things are. And so a certain quality of acceptance that's actually a real expression of kindness to ourselves and our life is fundamental to this capacity we have to really be present with experience. In the walking meditation the practice is very much the same and we will in the mornings have periods of sitting and walking meditation. In the sitting the body is still and the primary experience is the sense of the posture and the breath, breathing. In walking the body is moving and the primary experience is the sense of our feet touching the ground, lifting and moving forward and that sense of motion through the space in which we are doing the walking. And that's what we pay attention to. We take what's primary, what is sort of the, the central experience, and we bring our focus to that. So in walking, we pay attention to what it feels like, to our actual experience of taking a step, one step at a time. Often when we're walking, we're going somewhere, we're busy getting there. And we're either thinking about the place we're going to, or we're thinking about the place we've come from, or somewhere further distant. In the walking meditation, the intention is to actually be where we are. To notice what it's like to be walking. And we walk back and forth, finding a place maybe between 5 and 15 yards, 5 to 15 meters, where you can walk back and forth. So we're really literally going nowhere. It's a wonderfully pointless exercise, according to our conventional minds. It produces nothing of value that you can sell at the market. But, what it does is it allows us to contain the movement so that we don't become lost in the going, in the moving, and that we punctuate it and make it into a rhythmic, cyclic process of walking back and forth. And somehow that seems to help us to gather and collect ourselves. And in the walking, we get lost in thinking at times. There's lots going on. Of course, it'll attract your attention. But you can notice that and just begin again. Come back Stop, reconnect, and start from where you are. It's simple, but not easy. That's often the case with meditation. Simple does not equate to easy. So no, it's okay if you find it challenging, to see what's possible for you. But what's most important is just to engage with it and see what happens. With walking, if we get lost or distracted, we can stop for a few moments, just pause, gather, and then begin again. You can do the walking meditation in the building. There's a walking room just um, to the left of the ramp that you can access from the little room at the end of the ramp here or from the door next to the lounge at the bottom of the main stairs. And there's, it's also fine to use other places in the building, but not to use the main corridor between the um, the kitchen and reception areas and down to the dining room because that's a main thoroughfare and it's best to, to leave that free for people who are actually trying to go somewhere. It's also very wonderful to practice walking meditation outside and I very heartily encourage you to. You're not obliged to, but it's a rather lovely day so that's an extra encouragement and if you don't think you've got quite enough warm things, there are extra warm things you can find um in a cupboard at the end of the hallway beyond reception, if you follow it down to the end and turn left through a little um, through a glass and wooden door there's a, a bunch of clothes that people have donated or left behind for helping us keep warm if, if you need so there's no excuse for going not going outside saying it's too cold and something about being in the outdoors can be very nourishing. I find it incredibly inspiring and uplifting to be amongst the trees and the plants and the creatures, in a certain way in which they have their own simple presence and mindfulness, in a not so conscious or intentional, but organic way. And that sort of, I think, supports ourselves in this process. So being aware in the walking, as does in the sitting meditation, that we're tuning into the actual experience, not thinking about it or visualizing it, or analyzing it but actually just experiencing it and to see what that brings what that might offer to us if you're new to this take it as an exploration and see oh what might this be about it could be all explained more in further detail but it's more useful just to do it and see what happens for yourself and then there'll be chance to chances to speak about what happens with us and we will, this morning before lunch, begin our meeting with some of you in small groups, and those we don't meet with this morning, we'll meet with tomorrow morning. So you'll all have a chance to meet with either Helen or I in the next two days, and then we'll, you'll meet with with the other one of us that you didn't meet with the first time in the following two days. So we'll meet with all of you over the course of the retreat in groups of eight or nine. And. By the time you return for the next sitting, in about 40 minutes after the walking period, I will have posted a list of small groups we'll be meeting with you in, so do please check that on the way into the hall so you know when you're meeting with us. And uh, as I said, for some of you, that will be after the following sitting. So, just for now, before I give a little experiential instruction in the walking, I want to ask if there's any questions with regard to the just the basic framework of the meditation that I've outlined this morning. If there's anything that's not clear or that you there may be questions you have, but it's mostly to do with do you have a sense of how to engage with this that seems quite clear for you, what's being invited and instructed in the form okay, good. Good. So one other thing to say with the walking meditation is that because we don't have to go anywhere, we're not getting anywhere in a hurry it's natural and useful to allow yourself to slow down to not be rushing, but at the same time not to have to force yourself to move somehow um, artificially slowly But just see what allows you to connect. That's what's important. So we're not just wandering around, but we're actually in touch with the experience, coming back to the experience. And so now I'll just give a little experiential instruction. If you'd like to just stand up. And if you just stand with your feet approximately shoulder-width apart, pointing relatively straight forward, wherever you are, that you have space in front of you. of really just... You know, half a foot, 15 centimetres, a little bit more is useful, but you don't need more than that. The width of your blanket or your mat is actually sufficient. And just feel what happens as you stand here. Let your weight come into your feet. Let your attention come into your feet. To support that, just noticing if you tend to lock your knees. What happens if you soften behind the knees? You don't actually have to bend them, but they might feel like they begin to just flex but they're not rigid, soft behind the knees, and we feel the weight drops down. I'm just noticing if it feels like it's relatively evenly balanced between left and right, between front and back of each foot. And then you can just gently move your weight into your left foot. I'll mirror this so I appear to do the same thing. And then move the weight into the right foot. And notice what happens as you move your weight. Just this little shift. Now the experience in the feet changes as the weight comes into one, and as the weight comes out of the other. Moving the weight back slowly again into the left foot. And then as the right foot is released, there's no weight in it, you can lift it up and take a step of just a few centimetres or inches, putting the foot back down moving the weight into the right foot, and with the left, you can lift it up, and just bring it to stand beside the right. Just a very small step. I'm tempted to say a great leap for mankind, if we can do it mindfully, if we can do it with a sense of actually being here. I've been giving these instructions for over 20 years. I've never had that thought come into my mind. <laughs> so it's always interesting to see something new. <laughs> but it really is. It's, it's an incredible transformation that comes when we actually inhabit our experience. And so this is walking meditation. It's nothing more than this, and yet it has a lot to offer. It's very simple, not easy, but potentially a lot of richness here.